Welcome to Horror Nights and Podcasts with me, your host, Crystal, where I talk about anything and all horror. On this podcast, I give you my honest and horrific opinion on a different horror movie every week. I drop spoilers. I never lie. I always keep it real. Sometimes I do specials and sometimes I have co-hosts. So to keep up with all things horror and the Horror Nights and Podcast, please join my uh, horror family. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow me at Horror Daddies Are Us. On Tumblr, you can follow me at Horror Nights and Podcast. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Horror Nights and Podcast. So we have a ton of fun. On each of those platforms, I love interacting and chatting with you guys, so please come hang. Um, So also be sure to follow my podcast, whatever app you use. I'm available for your listening pleasures, obviously, on SoundCloud and iTunes. So before we get into this episode of Horror Nights in Podcast, kind of wanted to give a quick shout out to our winner of my latest giveaway. So congratulations to uh, Seth Walks at Midnight. He's at Nerf Herder 18. Um, he gave the best answer to the question that I asked, which was, who was your favorite uh, character from It? And his answer was, I love Richie the most. I have a huge soft spot for Seth Green in general. Uh, but I think that Finn Wolfhard's portrayal of the character was really amazing. His epic one-liner at the end of It 2017 is one of my favorite moments of any recent horror films, which is, um, I'm going to have to kill this fucking clown. So I uh, picked Seth as the winner because Richie is also one of my favorite characters, and it's also my sister's favorite character. So she definitely helped me um, narrow it down. Um, so yes, today is currently, uh, Sunday, June 2nd. We are now into June, which means that we have a brand new category and theme for this month. So I let you guys pick it. Cause I always let you guys pick, um, the themes for all the months that we do. And you guys, uh, it was between crime and um, undead. So obviously crime movies, I was going to more, like I was thinking in my head, like Taking Lives, Seven, uh, movies like that, that are kind of like, um, you know, obviously has to do with cops and the bad guys. Usually the bad guys are obviously murderers, serial killers, etc. So maybe we'll revisit that in, in next month's um, theme. Maybe I'll put that up as another option. And of course the other uh, category was undead, which obviously is zombies. So you guys, it was, it was pretty close there for a little bit. I wasn't sure which one was going to win. Obviously I'm, I'm happy to watch any kind of horror movie. So I'm happy with whatever you guys picked, but obviously you guys wanted me to talk about undead. So welcome to undead June. Yeah. So, but first, before we get into anything else, I'm going to go check on my iTunes, see if I have any new reviews, and let me figure out how to there we go, and let me see if anybody came up to the challenge. Oh! Oh, it's <laughs> funny. It's actually Seth. So Seth walks at midnight, who obviously <laughs> was the winner of uh, the giveaway. Um, it said, fun and refreshing. I really enjoy listening to this podcast. It's fun to hear Crystal share her love for the horror genre and refreshing to see someone take the time to talk about films that are often overlooked by other horror podcasts. I'm looking forward to seeing which films she decides to talk about in the future. So once again, thank you, Seth, again, for entering my giveaway, giving me a really dope answer about Richie, and of course, leaving me the most recent um, review. So thank you so much. I guess I'm just going to dedicate this episode to you, Seth, <laughs> because you seem to be the reoccurring theme for in this moment right now. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for that. If you guys not, um, if you haven't left me a review on iTunes, please do so. It definitely helps my show reach more people. Um, and I challenge you to tell your friends and your family who love horror about my podcasts. Um, 
because I enjoy doing this and I, I hope that you guys enjoy listening and I'm really happy that I am still doing this because I've tried a lot of different projects in my life that I'm really excited about and I kind of, I don't want to say I don't follow through on them. It's kind of just like life gets in the way and everything that I, like, I've started writing books since I was 18. I never really finish them. I always have really cool ideas to write a book and then I never really start them. Um, and you know, I've always wanted to start, um, I started a website a while ago and you know, it just, uh, you know, just things, life gets in the way, things get kind of, you know, expensive and you know, things like that. Like I remember I started a blog a long time ago and I never really finished that. I started so many blogs, but, um, yeah, so I'm really excited that I actually stuck to my podcast and I am going to continue to do it. Um, I think when I first started podcasting, it was more of, okay, let me see how many listens I can get. And I want to see, um, how famous I could possibly get. Um, and it, I mean, it wasn't like, I, I, I don't want to say that I was just going at it for a different meaning behind it. But for the most part, I kind of wanted to see like how many people I could, um, get to listen to, to the episode. So I feel like a lot of the time in the beginning was very, uh, consumed by, um, looking at my numbers and my followers and things like that. And I, I and I'm not saying that's not important, but obviously the most important thing right now is me, just a regular person sitting here talking into a microphone about something that she loves about horror movies. And, uh, I think I was definitely for, for maybe like a month or two, I was caught up in the, like, um, how many people can I get to listen to my show? Like, can I make money off of this kind of thing? And I don't think that's a negative thing. I think it's just something that I definitely need to revisit something that I needed to revisit and kind of be like, okay, like we started this podcast because we love horror movies and we want to talk about horror movies and that's what we're going to do. So I really feel like I've definitely kind of chilled out a little bit when it comes to like obsessing over my numbers and my follows and like my iTunes reviews. Obviously I love getting iTunes reviews from you. You guys, I love that. I love when you take the time to write a review for me. It really does mean a lot. Um, it just helps me keep going. And even when I talk to you guys on Twitter and you tell me how much you, you know, you love hearing the podcast, um, that keeps me going too. Um, so even though, yes, sometimes podcasting can feel like another job, another part, another part-time job. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I love sitting here and I love talking to you guys and I love talking about horror movies because it's something I'm so passionate about. And I'm so, I'm just really lucky that I have this small platform that I have right now. Obviously, yes, I would love for it to grow, but I'm more focusing on making sure that I connect with you guys and I connect with the show and I really just have fun and I always have fun. Like if this was something I didn't want to do, I just wouldn't do it obviously. Cause there's so many other projects that I've started in the past and they kind of just fell off the wayside. But I mean, it is what it is. This is something I enjoy doing. I've been doing this since October of last year. Um, and I think this is my, I want to say my 24th show. Um, I know that they, I've had like specials, so I know I've recorded more than 24 shows, but for the most part, like my main channel shows, um, this is 24 shows. All right. So, um, we, before we get into the podcast, I guess that was my little bit of my chit chat with Crystal. Um, I was kind of just talking about me. Uh, I hope you guys had a really nice we uh, weekend and a nice week. Um, I actually, obviously, follow me on Twitter. You know that I was helping my friends move yesterday. So if I sound a little like, mm, today, it's because I am pretty exhausted. Um, so, and also, thank you guys for understanding and knowing that um, my podcast was going to be late today. Um, so... Yes, I, I am tired today, but I wanted to make sure that I found some time to sit down and record and upload, edit all this stuff for you. So, um, I actually love zombie movies. I love the different storylines. I love different characters. Um, my favorite zombie movie by far is probably 2004's Dawn of the Dead. I love the idea of being in a mall with a group of people fighting for survival and of course like the baby zombie that's in the movie. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of The Walking Dead after it kind of got like political after the first few seasons, but the first few seasons were really good. Um, 
And I know that there's a few other zombie shows, but for the most part, I prefer zombie movies over zombie shows. Now, this kind of goes for everything in my life. I always prefer watching a movie over a series of shows or, um, you know, shows with a series because I feel like... um, I don't know. I, I like I like shows, but I obviously a hundred percent prefer movies. Um, so yeah, that's why we're sticking with with movies for uh, this whole theme. Um, and you know, no shades. Anybody that loves The Walking Dead, anybody that loves the zombie shows, if that's what you're into, live your best life. So before we get into the movie, I wanted to talk about where, how, why, like what zombies are. Like where do they come from? Why are they so popular right now? Um, you know, what triggered this whole huge zombie movement, so to speak, within like the last 10 years? So zombies have dated back to 1932. When the first feature-length zombie film, White Zombie, came out, history shows the idea of nasty and gross undead people actually dates back to the 8th century. The word zombie is said to have come from nozombe, which in Congo means spirit of the dead person, or zonbe, used in Louisiana Creole, or the Haitian Creole, that represents a person who died and then was brought back to life without speech or free will. So some people even said that the Mayans were destroyed by zombies. Reports of widespread cannibalism at the end of the Mayan civilization suggest something much more sinister than a simply than a simple drought or a cross-tribal dispute. Bones found in and around Mayan cities show signs of being violently ripped from their sockets and chewed to bits on the spot. Evidence has even been found of children eating their parents and entire villages devouring themselves within a matter of days. And, of course, we have the contemporary zombie back to George that, you know, dates back to George Romano's 1968 B-movie, Shocker, Night of the Living Dead. In fact, the film never uses the Z-word and was a very loose um, adaptation of Richard Matheson's vampire novel, I'm Legend, where the last human alive attempts to find a cure of the vampire virus. It seems that within the last 10 years, zombies have become a staple in horror and pop culture. Around Halloween time, Every year in the city that I live in, they actually have zombie bar crawls. So I love the idea of zombies. Maybe not much. Maybe not so much the alcohol bar part. Um, I'm gonna drink some diet coke. Um, so maybe this upcoming fall, I will definitely check it out. Um, I know one of the girls I work with um, at the bar that I bartend at. She does it every year, and she always really likes it. And, and she um, she's a makeup artist, and she also does hair. So she always does these really cool like. Um, zombie makeup on herself so i don't know maybe we'll do something like that maybe maybe i'll do the zombie bar crawl but actually not drink (laughs) um so i actually googled why zombies are so popular and i found some really interesting answers so the first one i found was that zombies are the closest thing to human to a human being that people can kill without feeling bad. Zombies are apparently in the same category as aliens, demons, vampires, and Nazis. So that's interesting. It seems that every couple years, there's a new zombie movie or series that takes over and ignites the zombie flame again. We also have zombie comedies like Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland. Video games have also had zombie fever. So we have Resident Evil and Dead Island. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed my uh, <laughs> my documentary style voice that I had on there. Um, so yeah, hopefully it sounds okay. I'll probably just laugh at myself on the playback because I sound like I'm like a TV reporter or something. But hey, you know, you never know. Could happen one day. Um, so yes, this episode of Horror Nights and Podcast, we're going to be discussing the resort. R-E-Z-O-R-T. I will start by giving you the Rotten Tomatoes IMDb rating, a short synopsis, and then a lengthy dissection and discussion of the plot characters and ending with my overall honest and horrific opinion. So stick around until the end, guys. All right, so The Resort. You can actually watch this movie on Netflix. Um, Yeah, so... Rotten Tomatoes gave this film a 50% with 23% of the audience liking it. IMDb gave it a 5.3 out of 10. So the resort was released June 15, 2016 with a running time of 96 min or I'm sorry, 93 minutes. It was directed by Steve Barker and it was written by Paul Gerstenberger. So the resort, a safari park, offers 
paying guests the opportunity to kill as many zombies as they please following an outbreak. All right. So, I'll just fix my pages here, guys. Sorry, I apologize. My notes. My pages are sticking together. Okay. So, as you all know who follow me on Twitter, you all decided that you wanted Undead as the theme for June. So, welcome to Undead June again. So, I'm obviously going to kick things off with the movie The Resort. I just watched this movie over Memorial Day weekend, so I'm excited to revisit it now for the podcast. Um, As I said, I watched it on Netflix and have seen this movie um, now two times. Um, So after a history lesson about zombies, let's get into the resort. So there's not too many notable actors in this film, but the lead actress, Jessica DeGal, was stunning. I wasn't a huge fan of her outfit choices they gave her, but I'll let it slide. Another thing I wanted to note is that the writer and director pretty much watched Jurassic Park and replaced uh, the dinosaurs with zombies, Um, down to the Jeeps and the ridiculous employee uniforms. Um, We will get more into that in my honest and horrific opinion on all that later but I definitely wanted to get that out of the way because I know a lot of you that have seen this movie have had pretty much the same comments that I did so I just want to get that right off the bat I do understand that it is Jurassic Park with zombies (laughs) so the film opens up with the news crew reporting on something that has happened at a place called the resort and a serious security breach occurring during the night we then get a series of different news outlets reporting about the breach and often mention and also mentioning something called the brimstone protocol uh, we also learn that this is the second time the Brimstone Protocol had been used in, in the last 10 years. Uh, they also use this if there is a genuine risk of a night of another outbreak. We also learn that their zombies were from the Chromosome A outbro- outbreak and that it was chaos all over the world. We also learn that it killed 2 billion people. Billion, guys. B with a B. Um... We then learn that the last place any zombies can be found on this is on a sun-drenched island where guests can pay to shoot the undead called the Resort. Um, we also learn that Resort CEO Valerie Wilton. Um, we also learn there is a refuge camp called Hope for You and that it is used to cope with the Humerian disaster that the outbreak sparked. So we also know that from the news, the island is run by is basically uh, kept secured by a billion-dollar security system. Um, We then get fighter jets flying over the head of the first reporter, basically signaling that something has gone terribly wrong on the island. Um, So then we are introduced... The screen kind of goes black. We're then introduced to Melanie Gibbs, who seems to be at some kind of zombie support group holding a brochure for the resort. It's also been 10... It's also 10 days before the outbreak. Um, So we heard the news reporters that they were just talking about. So they kind of do like an introduction to shit going down on the island. And then they say 10 days earlier. Um... So then we are introduced to Melanie's boo. His name is Lewis. Um, He's a little skeptical about her wanting to go to the island, but offers to go with her for support. What a guy. (laughs) Uh, We also learn that Melanie is plagued by nightmares, and Lewis uh, refers to the last outbreak as the war. So anytime you hear somebody talking about the war, they're basically talking about the zombie war. Um, And that he was actually in the war, so he fought alongside humans who were killing the zombies. Uh, We then see Melanie is watching a video with her dad telling her to stay strong and survive, so we can assume that he's not alive anymore, because it definitely sounds like he was in a lot of distress during the video. You can hear, like, gunshots behind him. He has, like, a cut on his eye, and there's people screaming. So then we cut to the next scene. We see Melanie and Lewis are arriving at the resort. So it's pretty fancy, and Melanie has paid for both of them to be there. Uh, there are a few other people with them too. So we have a group of douchey businessmen, a couple gamers, a lo- and then a loner chick who apparently got left at the altar by her fiance and the tickets, they were given non-refundable tickets to the resort. So she ended up just coming by herself. Um, Melanie is then distracted by a little girl who is holding a blue bear. So she's behind a glass wall that is separating the fancy resort from apparently the hope for you refugees. So it's like the resort with that, you know, super lavish and is probably like thousands of dollars to go to this island. And the only thing that's separating them from this people who literally have nothing is a glass wall. It's like a little like, um, 
I can't think of the word. Oh, like a frosted glass wall, but there's like a little separation between the panels of glass. And this is where Melanie can see this poor little girl holding a blue bear. I mean, she seems okay, but it's just funny how like the way that it's separated is like utter poverty and like utter like, you know, pretentious people who have like a shit ton of money. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, the group is an ex escorted via boat to the island. Um, we then call Melanie. Oh, we can tell Melanie is definitely on edge. She's hesitant about the whole thing, but she's still going through with it. Um, the group then makes their way to their Jurassic Park inspired Jeeps. And we are introduced to another lone attendee who actually looks like Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park. And I actually didn't notice this until I watched it for the second time. Um, his name is Archer, I believe. Yes, in the movie. We then get an aerial shot of the resort. Definitely five stars. Definitely super expensive. Definitely on a secluded island. Um, we also see that there's a ton of other people that have paid thousands of dollars to stay at the resort and shoot zombies. So they're not the only ones. There's probably like um, over uh, 200 people on this island. So the next scene we see, um, the group is learning how to shoot guns. Um, Lewis teaches Melanie how to shoot properly. And then after weapons training, it's dark. And the, and we have the same group there by the pool. Um, Lewis then comments um, and says Melanie looks happy. Um, they're then introduced to Valerie, who is obviously the CEO that I mentioned earlier. And she kind of is talking to the crowd and she says um, how each of them has a story that connects them to the undead outbreak. Um, she also goes on to explain that she created the resort so they could all live out their fantasies. Um, we then see that loner chick number one, um, the chick who got left at the altar, is sneaking away while the others are distracted. Uh, she goes through a door, and it cuts back to the presentation. Valerie is basically taunting an undead zombie who is being held back by two employees. Now, it looks like the zombie is a woman or used to be a woman. We then see that loner chick number one is inside another room and is pretty much hacking into their system. She puts like a USB into the computer and she starts downloading a bunch of files. Um, she then takes the file out, she leaves, and then we have Dr. Grant slash Archer look like um, he kind of spots her sneaking around and coming out of, a, of, um, of the room where the computer was. So it is now the next day, and we are inside the main security area of the island, and we see that the tech guys um, have been notified that there's three corrupted files that have been found. It seems the two tech guys are arguing about if they should tell her, her being Valerie. The one tech guy scolds the other for not doing a proper system check in the morning, um, to which he says, he kind of like brushes it off and says to clean the system overnight and kind of just like brushes the guy off. Um, we are now back with our group, and they're making their way to their designated Land Rovers for their adventure. So, um, Archer, Dr. Grant, <laughs> um, he actually brought his own weapons. So then we get the gates opening, and the one tech guy says, Gates opening, Pock is live. Uh, so everyone is excited. They're ready to shoot some zombies. Um, the system then glitches, which sends out signals. Like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, alarms going off. But shortly after, the tech guy who I was talking about earlier that kind of just brushes the guy, his name is Salva. Um, he hits a couple buttons, and everything is fine. He tells Valerie the system has been lagging, but it's all good now. So we're back with the group. We learned that the island has... Um, divided areas of the park by fences to keep them from hurting too much. And them, I mean the zombies. Um, we also get some health and safety. We learn that the Chromo A virus has passed through the zombie's saliva, so watch for their bites. Um, we also learn that the fresher they are, the faster they are. Also, another thing is, too, they never say the word zombie in this movie. Um, and they call them, they actually call them shufflers. Um, we also learn that the shufflers date back to the war, a.k.a. they're all pretty much old and slow moving. And then we learn that if you don't shoot them in the head, you're pretty much dead. So, conclusion here is that the zombies that are populating the island or the resort are zombies that they rounded up from the war. 
So definitely keep that in mind. So we are now back with the pack of douchey businessmen who are on their first shooting location, which consists of zombies strapped into moving things that make them appear and disappear. So the best way for me to explain this is it kind of reminds me of one of those games you play at a carnival where you shoot the duck, which I think is kind of lame because I thought they would actually be running around with the undead, like not strapped in or being held back by chains but I guess for safety reasons they kind of just keep them shackled and bound and all that all that stuff um we are now with Melanie Lewis the gamer kids and the loner chick um they are on top of a cliff overlooking a sea of zombies roaming around freely we then see that um the loner chick her name is Sadie, yeah, Sadie, refuses to shoot the zombies, and Archer, Dr. Grant, too, also notices this. So not only has Archer noticed that Sadie was sneaking around, he's also not taking into account that she doesn't want to shoot any zombies. So obviously, this is definitely a lot of red flags. Um, we then have the two gamer boys shooting off their first rounds, and they hardly sink any any shot. Um, we then have Bellany and Lewis, um, and Lewis actually nails one of them right in the head, then it's Melanie's turn, but she freaks out when she the zombie that she picks actually lifts its head and looks up at her. Um, then we have Archer's turn, and he nails every single shot. As we can see, the zombies all drop dead to the ground, and they all kind of have this, like, oh, damn moment. They're all kind of just like, holy shit. Like, they all kind of, like, look at him after he's, like, sinking every single shot. Um, so back at the security headquarters, the techs are still having trouble with the system. Then we cut back to the group who are now at their camping grounds, which I kind of had a problem with because they're paying a shit ton of money to sleep outside. Now, mind you, these tents are luxurious, but I don't really know how comfortable I would feel with sleeping in the grounds of where the zombies could possibly be. Um, like, I just don't think it... I, I don't think I would be 100% comfortable knowing that the zombies are just shuffling around like 100 feet from me, even though they are probably behind fences. Um, so now we see that Natalie is starting to regret spending the money to come to the resort because she doesn't know if killing zombies is even going to help her. Um, we then have Archer asking Loner Girl why she didn't feel like shooting. She blames it on the fact that it was more her ex-fiance's kind of thing and not hers. Um, so then we get a little backstory on the Gamer Boys. Apparently they had won a tournament and the prize was a trip to the resort. And then we also find out that they're only 16. Um, they don't really look it, but hey, you know, it's the movies. Um, so now we are back with the security team and we learn that there was an unauthorized access to their system last night, a.k.a. Sadie. Um, we also learn that they have zero idea who did it. They downloaded a ton of data, but that whoever did it left something behind, a.k.a. they left something in the system, like a virus. So alarms start going off all around them. Their computer screens are going haywire, and Valerie, the CEO, tells them to warn the cars. We then see the douchey businessmen and their guide are making their way back to their truck, but they miss the warning that basically everything has gone to shit. We also see a zoom-in of... Um, the zombies who are bound to their shackles have come undone. So it's kind of like you, it's like the camera like zoomed in to the, to the, sh to the shackles that were around the one zombie. And like, you hear it like click open and the zombie like makes like a noise. Um, we then have douche businessman one. He goes to take a pee, but before the zombies can move, the security team is able to control the system and the alarms stop. But, not even a few seconds passed, and the system is down again. So basically, obviously, if you guys know what I mean by the system is down, it means that nothing is working on the island. Nothing works. The cages don't work. The harnesses, fences, everything goes down, which also I have to call out. It's weird to me because weren't they, wouldn't they have some kind of like backup to their protective devices? Like, don't you think that if a company was housing zombies, that they would have manual things that they could flip and secure the barricades, fences, whatever? Like, especially if their technology failed and they were hacked like these are some of the technical things that i have a little bit of a problem with so yeah so the zombies are slowly starting to realize that something is different and they can kind of move freely uh back of the the security the security um the it guy thinks the system has a virus and is trying to reboot itself and then we cut back to the douchey business guys and we see that one of the zombies is behind the guy who peed but the guide quickly shoots him in the head killing him the zombie 
He then ponders for a few seconds as to how they got out, but can't ponder too long because the other free zombies are killing the other business guys. So now it's pretty much chaos because the entire island is breached. We have zombies biting and killing people on the main part of the island, chasing and biting the humans. Um, Back at the security area, we see that the main tech guy, he pretty much says, oh, he says, this is fucked, I'm out of here. But before he can get away, a zombie finds him first and the rest of everybody else that's in the in the security department um we also see that the one zombie valerie was actually taunting is now free she then points to valerie and screams before valerie can lock herself in the office so it seems like these zombies some can have a little bit of of human left in them because obviously this zombie that valerie was taunting previously remembers her um so the computers are then all start showing brimstone protocol initiating, which is basically going to blow up the whole island. We then cut back to Melanie and the rest camping unbothered by the zombie outbreak. We then see that Sadie is sitting on the hood of the truck and is shortly joined by Melanie. We uh, see that they are on zombie watch and they basically watch in shifts. We then start to realize that that Sadie is pretty much a zombie rights activist, uh, which would make sense why she was downloading all the shit. Uh, We then get a little history lesson on the word zombie, which is what I talked about earlier. Uh, She then makes a statement about how the living treat the undead like meat, and who's to say the living aren't next? So Sadie then spots a zombie shuffling its way towards them, and Melanie is calling for everyone to get up. She is then yelling at Sadie to shoot the zombie, but Sadie refuses. We then hear gunshots, and of course, it is from Archer as he nails the zombie right in the head. The guy then looks super confused and says the zombie should never get that close because there are hidden fences all over the grounds to keep the humans safe from attacks. The guy then turns on the big-ass dome lights on top of the truck, and we see there are a ton of zombies coming towards them now, and they're pretty much surrounded. The guy then jumps on his radio, calls the code red, but all he gets back in response is the brimstone protocol has been activated. So then the guys are now unloading rounds to the zombies, but unfortunately we see that one of the gamer guys gets bit and RAP. But before that happens, we see the truck doesn't start because, of course, it doesn't start. It's a horror movie. We also see that Melanie is now face-to-face with the zombie she couldn't kill earlier because it looked at her. Now... The plan is that everybody needs to pretty much jump onto the truck. So it seems they have uh, the zombies. um, It seems they pretty much killed all the zombies that were closest to their campsite. So it is now dawn and they're all still chilling on top of the truck, uh, surrounded by the dead bodies and a dead truck. Lewis then tries to reassure the group that help is coming, to which the guide says, nah, the whole park is down. And we find out that they only have a few hours before they level the entire island. We also learn that any survivors were told to rally at the dock 30 minutes before the strike. The guide then grabs a map and they find a straightaway shot to the dock. Archer has already taken the lead of moving the group to their destination. We also see that they have a little under five hours to reach the dock. Lewis is starting to feel some PTSD from his time at the war as well. We then see that the game, the last remaining gamer boy, his name is Jack, is definitely shook up from the death of his friends and is venting to Sadie. We then get some emasculation between Archer and Lewis, but before anything can happen, a zombie jumps out at Jack and the guide shoots him in the head. We see that the zombie is actually the other guide we saw earlier that was with the douchey businessmen. The guide then starts wondering how everything turned to shit so fast, considering the security they had was watertight, to which Jack then makes a comment about how it's probably hackers. We then see that another truck has collided with a 5,000 volt fence and making a little opening, aka Jurassic Park fence, reference the right there. The group then makes their way through the small opening and Melanie almost gets bit, but thankfully Sadie finally shoots her gun and nails the zombie in the head. We then see the group has made it through the gate except Archer. And we see the undead is coming at them fast. We then get a couple more close calls when Archer almost gets bit, but the guide shoots the zombie. But before they can all get away safely, a zombie bites the guard in the throat. We then get a few off-fuck moments from everyone because the guide isn't quite dead yet, but we obviously all know that he's going to be dead, (laughs) then he's going to be an undead. 
But before anyone can do anything, Lewis takes it upon himself to shoot the guide in the head. Uh, They all turn to look at him, and Melanie is looking at him like, what the fuck? But also, she's kind of looking at him in a new way because she's never seen the side of him before. The group then keeps moving. We then see that there's a little over two hours left until full destruction of the island. Melanie then is confronted by Lewis, and she makes a statement basically saying that... Um, that's how he was during the war. Lewis then walks off and Archer tells her that it happens. She then confronts him and asks him why he was even there to which he says, this was the only thing I was ever good at. And that was Archer who said that. We then see that Jack has found their destination not too far off. Archer then tells them that once they get there, not to back off and to keep up. He then turns to Sadie and says, especially you, to which Jack comes to her defense. Archer then confronts Sadie and questions her about the other night that she was sneaking around avoiding security. The rest of the group then turns to her for an explanation. She then says, look, I just downloaded some files. That's all. When asked what the files were, she said, uh, whatever we could use to get this place shut down. We then find out that she is indeed an undead rights activist. Jack then asked exactly what she did, and she told them she typed some codes in and used the USB that they gave her. Jack then puts it all together and says that when she was downloading, they were uploading, aka the virus into the mainframe that made everything stop working. So the rest of the group is pissed at her. Melanie says, well, we can't leave you behind. So they continue on. So the group is now in another part of the island that was used as a shooting spot. It's pretty much like a one-level building with lots of windows, doorways, and overgrown grass. Pretty much looks abandoned. As they make their way through, we start to hear the zombies, and we see blood everywhere. So... As they, uh, they then peek out a window and we see that they're pretty much surrounded again by zombies. Uh, we then see that they have to cross an open section to get through. So first goes Archer, then Melanie, then Lewis with Sadie and Jack left on the other side. But before they can safely cross, we see two zombies run past them. They wait for Archer's signal, but then we see a herd of zombies slowly coming towards them. He then signals for Sadie and Jack to go around and to meet them on the other side. So paralyzed with fear, Jack isn't following Sadie, so she runs back to pull him, but not before a zombie grabs her and she shoots him in the chin. They are now running as the herd has heard them. They then find an opening back into the other building. They run up the stairs, and the only way back is out past a zombie who is still strapped in. Sadie then slides past him first and pulls Jack through, but the zombie jumps and grabs Jack. Sadie goes to shoot, but the zombie knocks the gun out of her hand, and but they're able to get away. But then we see that Sadie has actually been bitten on the arm. She then turns, she then says, I'm so sorry, then hands Jack the USB and waits for the incoming herd to kill her as Jack runs away. We then are back with the rest of the group and Jack is screaming, go, 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 as the herd is tailing right behind him. They then sprint through a fenced-in gate and slam the door shut. Melanie is asking where Sadie is and Jack can only just shake his head and pull out the USB. In the process of getting through the gate, we see there is a building behind them. They all go inside and they slam the door shut. We then see that there is a little under an hour left until Brimstone. We see that the group is in some kind of like underground tunnel thing that I assume will like put them at the dock. They then come to a door, but it's sealed shut and needs an access code. So they find another hallway and are able to open the door, but it reveals a very dark hallway. Jack then says, wait, are we willingly going into the dark place? But they then start hearing the herd getting closer, so off into the dark they go. I hope you guys like my Jack impersonation with my English accent. Um, we then see Melanie stop, and she like lifts up her foot, and she's wiping the blood off of her boot, because <laughs> obviously there's blood. Um, they are now in some kind of like cattle herd fence thing, and we see that some of the lights are on. The chains then start rattling, So then we see, we can assume the herd has broken into where they are now. They then go down another hallway and we see that they're in some kind of like red glowing, there's a red glowing light like all around them. Um, So it's obviously giving off like heat and electrocution. 
Um, they are then able to pry back the fence and separates them to the next hallway. Before they can continue, Lewis goes, whoa, 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 what is happening down here? Cattle runs, ovens. Jack then goes, seriously, fuck this island. But then we hear something open above them and drops a zombie right on Jack. Um, Archer then shoots a zombie, but it's too late for Jack. Then we get a series of really nasty, bloody coughs <laughs> from Jack. Um, Melanie then walks away, and Archer shoots him in the head. We then see there's a chain above them, but they continue straight into another section of the underground. Um, behind the door is apparently the Hope for You section, and that portion um, has electricity. Like We see that all these lights are on, and they pretty much walk into a bunch of white tents. Um, so, and there's also like a bunch of like medical supplies and chairs and, uh, Melanie then repeats what Sadie said earlier about who says the living won't be next. She then puts it all together and realizes the island was using the refugees to keep the island open. And that's where the ovens come into play because it ages them and doesn't make them look fresh. We then see a little girl with a blue bear coming, shuffling out of the tent, a.k.a. the little girl Melanie saw at the beginning of the movie. Then all of a sudden it's chaos as more zombies come running out of all the other tents. They then run back the way they came. They slam the door shut. Archer is holding back the door with Sadie's help. We then see the chain that was dangling down from earlier. And what does Lewis do? He grabs onto the chain, pulls himself up, and runs away. Great boyfriend good job lewis awesome job just leave everybody behind to save yourself um archer then tells melanie to pull herself up so and that he would be right behind her as melanie gets to the top archer basically tells her to tell the world up on the island and then runs head first into the zombies shooting all the way so now we're just left with sadie and only about 16 minutes left before destruction she then runs into a dead guide, takes his gun, makes her way up the stairs that lead up to the resort. We now she see we now see her uh, in a hotel room surrounded by dead people and the zombies. We then get a little jump scare and Lewis is back! Yay! <laughs> she pretty much calls him out for being a pussy. But then we see that he's actually bit on the arm. She holds her gun up to him but can't shoot him, so instead she hands the gun runs away and literally does not say a word to him they kind of just like lock eyes and then she runs away and then he shoots himself in the head and then the zombies get in <laughs> so now we're just with sadie and she's sprinting to find the dock we now see that she is actually in the security section of the island um and the zombies are getting louder and louder until she is pulled into an office by none other than ceo valerie she then tells Melody they need to go through a crawl space under the terminal to get to the dock. We then see the only they only have to um, the only way to go is obviously covered in zombies. But before anything can happen, Melanie decides this is the best time to call Valerie out. Basically, Melanie calls her an animal and tells her to go fuck herself. <laughs> then there's a shuffle and the gun goes flying, which gets the zombies' attention, which gets them to basically come into the office where they are. Valerie CEO, uh, she dives for the gun, but she's met with a bunch of zombies and Melanie is able to get away. We then see the one zombie that Valerie was taunting earlier. The woman, as I said earlier, is watching her fellow zombies eat the CEO. So Melanie is now sprinting through the island and we see that the timer has run out and the island is about to blow the fuck up. Melanie is now outside and is sprinting towards the edge of the cliff. We then get a cool aerial shot of her running with the zombies coming at her from literally all sides. We also see the island is now blowing up and we see she runs, she jumps, and boom, she lands into water. We then hear and see the helicopters around her essentially saving her as the island is in flames. The scene then cuts back, and we're back in the same news reporter who explains that it has now been three weeks since the island blew up. We also learn that no one knows how it actually happened, and why it happened, and why the security system was breached. They also named Melanie as the only survivor, but some speculate that she wasn't the only one 
um, who survived. We see that Archer has actually survived, too. So good for him. Um, We also learned that Melanie did release the material that was on the USB, linking the death of the refugees to the zombies on the island. Uh, We see that that Melanie is safe and sound and gives a statement to the media, pretty much blaming them all for what happened. We then see her getting her cheeks swabbed, probably fear of infection, and that she is cleared. We then end, and we see the same news reporter saying how the investigation will continue, but then she is cut short by screaming, and we can assume the zombies are coming out of the ocean, um, which were connected to the island, and the end of the movie. And I even waited until the end of the credits to make sure that there wasn't any bonus scenes, and they were not. All right, so you guys know I obviously have some thoughts. So my first thing I want to bring up before I forget it, because I actually didn't write, write it down in my notes. I remembered it as I was reading um, or as we were going back through my notes. Um, how is that they allowed Melanie to continue to, to come back to to like the regular human population? Um, because I'm pretty sure that any other zombie movie I've watched... Um, they kill all the survivors um, because they've been, they could potentially be infected. But yes, I know that at the end of the movie, they did show her getting her cheeks swabbed um, and showed that she wasn't infected. But I don't know. I just, I, that was weird. I mean, obviously, I'm glad she survived because I really liked her. Um, but it was just weird that she wasn't like shot dead in the water. Like, how did they, I don't know. I don't know. That was just one thing that I, that I was like, hmm, she's lucky she actually survived. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, first, uh, so then we all know um, that it's pretty much Jurassic Park with zombies, but it does have some pretty good angles. I really like the characters. I like the setting, the idea of it, and even the production work was really good. I feel like they definitely had a pretty good budget. Um... I thought the movie was great, honestly. Yes, I did wish there was a little bit more character development, and I wanted, you know, the backstories on the characters and just Melanie, who we didn't really get that much from either. Um, all we know is that she pretty much lost her father um, in the war, and that her boyfriend was a piece of shit. But, like, what about the rest of her family? Like, is her mom dead? Does she have any, like, aunts, uncles, siblings, whatever? Um, then we have Lewis, um, who is... We don't really know anything about him other than that he um, was Melanie's boyfriend and that he fought in the war but is obviously a pussy and probably survived the war by running away um then we we then have archer the only thing we know about him is that he was also probably in the war and shot all the zombies and he is not a pussy and um also that he survived the resort um we also have jack um and the only thing we really know about him is that he was a gamer and that he's 16 um then we have sadie and all we really know about her is that she has pink hair and she's an undead activist um but like what made her want to be an undead undead activist where is her family um so yeah i wish there was definitely more character development for the characters in this because i really feel like it would have made the movie a little bit more well-rounded um Another thing that I wished uh, there was more clarification on was what the fuck was put into the island security system. Like, how did these hackers from the undead society um, bypass a billion-dollar security system? Um, and, like, was it their objective to let the undead loose? And, like, why? Like, did they think that something wasn't going on? Like, I, I just want to know, like... They pretty much sent in a martyr, but they didn't even know that the martyr didn't even know what she was doing because obviously Sadie didn't know that. I mean, from what she said, we didn't know whether or not um, she knew that putting the the USB was going to put in a virus or, you know, upload a virus into the into the entire system. Like what who was on the other the, the, the other end of that? Like I wanted more development on who the undead activist group was like, what was their intention of putting this virus into the Island? Um, another thing that I thought was kind of funny and I was actually reading the reviews, um, on Rotten Tomatoes. One of the, one of the comments was like, why would they need it to blow up the Island? It's an Island. Like just let the zombies die on the Island. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Um, but you know, I guess they needed more dramatic effect. Um, so I really hope that they make a sequel for this movie. Cause as I said, I really did like it. Um, I also think that it has a ton of potential if they were to do another one, like bring Archer back, like, 
bring Melanie back, um, you know, fill us in on their lives, like what they do and get more of a backstory on like what happened um, when um, the files were released to the, to the media. Um, so yeah, if you guys love zombies, I would totally check this out if you haven't. It's on Netflix. Uh, I also wanted to comment on uh, this being a British horror movie. Um, and obviously being a B British horror movie, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I really have to say that I think that the Brits do a great job of zombie movies. They definitely do a fresh spin on it. Um, I mean, who doesn't love Shaun of the Dead? That's probably one of my favorite zombie movies ever, even if it was like a, (laughs) even if it was considered like a, a, like a horror comedy, it's still really good. Uh, another thing, um, that I wanted to, to touch on is, um, is how it really was a fresh take on the whole zombie thing. I mean, when other zombie movies end, it's kind of like the zombies win and the humans lose. But in this case, the humans actually won and they rebuilt and they also, you know, created a business of killing zombies after everything happened. Um, so I, I did like that because it kind of made the humans... Um, the winners this time versus all the other all the other zombie movies where it's just like the the one that I can remember the most is like I, I'm pretty sure it was Dawn of the Dead at the end when they kind of just like jump onto a boat but then like the zombies jump in the water or something don't quote me on that I could be wrong I've seen it so many so many zombie movies and the end is always them like getting to water <laughs> um, and getting to like a boat or something like that so um, it did like this it was definitely a, a um, a new fresh approach to it. Um, and I have to go back to talking about the budget cause I think that they, I think they did well considering what they were going for with the budget. Um, I think that it was very visually appealing. Um, and I did, I really, I did, I enjoyed this movie a lot. So yeah, even though the, you know, the scenery and the setting, the production were great. I do wish they had paid a little bit more mind to the character development but uh, you guys know overall i really like this movie if you have not seen this movie i would definitely definitely go check it out and let me know what you thought about it too so there you have it that's my honest and horrific opinion on the resort did you guys like it did you hate it what is your honest and horrific opinion on the resort so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of horror nights in podcast with me crystal please remember to follow my podcast whatever app you use and if you could please rate horror nights in podcast on itunes Um, If you enjoyed the show, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I'm going to chat with you guys next week for another episode of Horror Nights and Podcast. And you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Children of all ages, you are about to enter world darkness. World where life and death are meaningless and pain is God. What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh...